I'm Josh Cohn. I'm Terry McGregor. I'm Chris Alport. We're here at the Tech Council doing uh, Technically Correct. I just named it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Actually, it's an old show. We're bringing it back. We're making it great again. <laughs> that's great. Let's do it. So we, th we thought we'd first start this podcast out talking about the Tech Council and what it's about. <clears throat> and what we're going to accomplish with this podcast as well. What are we going to accomplish with this podcast? Well, we're going to profile and uh, and shine a light on all of our members um, by letting them come in and teach us about technology. Why'd you join the Tech Council, Terry? Great question. I think I'm the, the probably one of the newer members. Um, I think it was about uh, six months ago. Uh, well, you know, so so bottom line is we, you know, I've been uh, in the tech technology world for years. Uh, you know, building startup applications and building companies out, uh, and I loved it, but I've never really like invested in the communities I was in. I was always just focused on the work and, and, and clients, and there's just a lot more to it. So uh, originally I, I got involved with, uh, um, you know, the, the Carroll Council tech scene and uh, Carroll Technology tech scene, and I started just, I met, I think I met Katie, and uh, when I met her, it was uh, just a good connection, and I came to one of the, the, the roundtable meetings and got to meet some of the folks there and, and just saw, you know, really good people talking about things that were interesting. So um, I kind of decided to, to join up and yeah, I've loved uh, all the events I've gone to. I've learned a lot, you know, about my business that I didn't, I didn't think I would learn that much from the Carroll County Tech Council, but, uh, but I've learned a lot about like how to, you know, how to approach business, how to approach people. And uh, it's, been, it's been really helpful. Terry, when you go off um, for like new product development, yep. um, what, 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 what approach do you tend to, to go after? Do you, um, are you trying to solve one particular person's problem, an industry's problem, or or do you do you just like totally blue sky it or blue ocean as? Yeah, what's the difference between blue ocean and blue sky? One's wet. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know the blue sky reference. That's probably some I know the blue ocean reference, right? You don't want right. You don't want blood in the water. You got a lot of sharks in there, right? You want to you know be be out where it's you know pristine and open. Um, I guess I'll tell you the approach. I think we took at Law IQ, right? So we. You know, originally, uh, you know, my partner Chip Chip Moldenhauer and I, we sat down and we we looked at legal technology, right? We said, okay, look, we're trying to solve these problems that are repeat, you know, for 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 customers and repeat for for lawyers. And we really, you know, we sat down, we went like we looked at Department of Labor statistics, we pulled out all the all the data there. We looked at Supreme Court filings, looked at Supreme Court databases. How could we, you know, provide legal intelligence in ways? And and in the end, uh, we end up, you know, focusing on energy. Uh, the number one reason uh, was because there was a market there, right? There's mm -hmm. money. Uh, Supreme Court is quite interesting and, and has large ramifications, but but the ability to drive you know revenue from that model was, uh, I think we we found we, we thought it might be a little bit more difficult, uh, you know, short term. So uh, so we, did, we looked at so the first thing we did was looked at you know what what the revenue model was like. Was there revenue for us? Okay, great. The second question was you know we had to solve problems, and we we, we said okay we picked a very narrow uh, piece of the of the energy market, we picked uh, the regulatory pipeline, natural gas pipelines, because after researching it, researching it, we looked at you know what's what's the direction of the company, right? Coal's going out, uh, natural gas was coming in, so we had to have some inkling of what we were going to, what problems we were going to solve, right? With this, with our approach, and we picked a very we picked a very small, uh, very small beachhead, which was natural gas regulatory pipeline, uh, you know, all the legal filing associated with it, and, and basically reducing that risk for clients. And when we looked out at our client base, we, you know, we kind of had an idea. We thought maybe lawyers would be really useful, Wall Street would be useful, and, and these and these guys building the construction pipelines. Um, and what we found out you know, very quickly was, uh, you know, lawyers were not good clients uh, potentially for us right out of the gate because they had, 
they're they're profit they're they're hour driven service based they don't want to have the overhead of a subscription model so we end up going away from that model and focusing instead on on a fine, uh, you know big you know big fin- financial decision makers and and companies that were relying on the data so so I think we start off with a certain I mean I'm making a short story um, a short question long but we start out with a series of, of expectations and customer bases and then we, we kind of whittled that down uh, to you know not only you know perfect our marketing but but uh, to understand our, you know, how we were going to shape the application and the data and what we went after uh, with our resources uh, to meet the, like, the, the, quickest, the quickest path to not only revenue, but, uh, but you know, also, you know, thinking, thinking bigger picture for us. So well, you said something really interesting. You said that um, you found that, that lawyers and attorneys weren't going to be your best customer. Right. Right. Um, how did you figure that out and how long did it take you to get to that? Um, I think it was actually it was pretty Wick, um, you know, once we had developed a, a minimum, sorry, minimum viable product, we end up talking to uh, several different law firms, all very, very interested. But once they got to the price point, you know, it wasn't the premium price point we needed to to build a sustainable, uh, you know, high growth model. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it actually was relatively quick, but it involved just you know maybe maybe ten conversations with ten different marquee law firms, you know, got us, you know, basically put us in a point where we're like, hey, this is not the right fit. For us, maybe there's a different model down the road. There will be some intersection with that with that market for us, but it wasn't it wasn't right away. But we had to get boots on the ground talking to people. So talking to ten people quickly got us that answer. I don't understand what the software does. Can you yeah. explain? So sure. So what we do is we quantify. We we look at. So let's say you know the big thing is like the Keystone oil pipeline that's big in the news. Well, uh, much much less in the news is there are several natural gas pipelines that get built around the United States. Uh, basically, to, to pipe energy out of these, you know, places like the Marcellus Shale, you know, all their pockets uh, of, of production into needs that areas that really need it. For like example, the Northeast, uh, gas is super expensive there. The housing, the, the heating, you know, the heating prices are through the roof in, the, in, in bad winters. So, because customers don't have much much access to energy, so it's it's market driven. So people want to build new pipelines. They say, okay, we're going to build, you know, something from uh, you know Western Pennsylvania into uh, let's say New England. Well, those pipeline projects, you know, they have to go through all this regulatory process. The government has to go through all the environmental reviews. Uh, you know, you have uh, different interveners, protesters coming in saying, "Don't build that pipeline." You know, similar to what you saw at the, uh, uh, you know, with the with the other like the Keystone and the and the, uh, the North uh, the Dapple project. So, the the United States government requires that they file they file a, a long you know they follow a long process of approval. Right, that says, hey, look, there's a need. There's customers. There's contracts. The environmental impacts are minimal, or they're they're mitigated, and then, okay, the approval is granted. So that long process, I mean, there's billions of dollars at stake. You know, uh, just in the construction project alone, I and mean, we were looking at some of these projects are three, four billion dollar projects, right? So that's a huge risk to all these people that are that are investing in that. But then you also have all these natural gas, um, you know, people that are feeding off as shippers. They're called natural gas shippers that. That rely on that gas at certain times to transport. You have guys upstream who are selling that gas. So, so is it a logistics database software? It's not. Well, here's where it's interesting. So we take all those legal filings, right? And we, you know, we mine these filings so many times, uh, multiple times a day. You know, in real time, we take those filings, we extract information, we, we, uh, we, 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 you know, they're, they're PDFs. We, we categorize them and we, and we put them all into this quantifiable data model. And then we take that model and then we say, okay, let's put that into a predictive engine that we've built out over the last two years. And we, we computationally um, predict out when uh, approval will be granted for a pipeline. 
from the federal government. So you look at all those filings in real time. Every day there's filings taking place. People are protesting. Senators are asking questions. They're called data requests. Right, the federal government says, hey, pipeline company, we need to know this, this, and this. Well, pipeline company has to do research, come back. We look at all that data. It's all quantified, right, into a into many, many uh, thousands of models. And the end result says, okay, you know, in, in 58 days, this will be approved by the federal government. Or in several cases, it's, you know, in a year and a half, it'll be approved. So so how does this impact, right? So that's a major impact, you know, for, for many, many players. So that's that's the product that we have built. And that process, uh, you know, we, we focus on the energy market because, you know, we know it. It's it, for all the reasons I talked about earlier. But that, that model is applicable down the road for many, many other, um, you know, things. It's such a complex process. And you just reinforced the need yeah. for a worldly view. Well, I mean, you couldn't develop something like this without grasping all the, all the necessities to get, get it done. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't. I mean, you, you need an education. Yeah, yeah. You can't. No, you need education. You know, years of, of experience in the field. This is why you talk about. You know, no one's doing this. No one's doing this in Silicon Valley. You don't have twenty-two-year-olds writing these kind of applications. You know, this is where the experienced entrepreneurs come in. And uh, you know, for me, for example, I've built so many different startups. Like I've, I've seen so many things that was really helpful from my technology, you know, standpoint. And then my my partner on the legal side has seen, um, you know, in addition to you know, uh, you know, straight up one hundred percent tenacity and grit. You know, he's seen so many different uh, pieces of this. You know, so you have to have that education. You have to have that world experience. Know how to know how to go into Goldman Sachs and and talk to them. Know how to go into the in, into the premier uh, you know large construction companies with people who have been in there for 25 years who understand the markets you know in and out and then tell them why they need you right and then and then become incredibly valuable to those operations. I mean that but, is. But what I'm saying is you have to understand every step of the process. Oh yeah. In order to write software. That becomes useful to yeah. the end user. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't be a guy right out of school that says, "Oh, I can make a database." <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and and you see, I see lots of guy, young guys do that. I mean, you, you need entrepreneurs need to do that. They need to figure it out, like especially tech entrepreneurs. But I can't tell you how many you know. I'm sure that there are how many hundreds of thousands of hours get get applied to projects without that without that worldly experience. So you know what I find is the is the biggest strength in people like yourself and people in in our field and I'm sure in Chris's too is the ability to resource. Yeah. The ability to cuz you can't possibly know everything. And you've you've got to be able to not give up when you don't know something and go seek out the answer whether it's a technological question or a legal question. Yeah. Well, this uh I guess we got to cut it off at one point because mm-hmm. we'd go on forever. But uh, <laughs> um, technically correct is intended to bring about different ideas and, and other people's experiences related to technology and how we meet the mission of the Carroll Tech Council. The next podcast, we're going to have another company and totally different views, and we'll uh, ask him questions in depth, he or she. Or she. Questions in depth about what they do, and how it affects technology in Carroll County. Excellent. I'm Josh Cohn. Terry McGregor. I'm Chris Allport. We'll see you next time.